Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Logged On Podcast, where we talk about all things social media and navigate the toilet bowl that is Twitter.com. Hey guys, it's Kiera, and I know we haven't spoken in a while, but I just wanted to give you a little update on what I've been up to these days. I met a dude, and then I moved in with that dude, and then he proposed to me, and now we're getting married, and I'm about to be a wife, so that's really weird, and we're about to move in to a house we just bought. Also, we just got a new kitten, so yeah, that's my life update, and I'll keep you posted. Tune in. Love y'all. Also, please buy a t-shirt from me. DM me. At Keeks X7. Peace. What's up, everybody? Uh, if you just heard from Kiera, she was kind of talking about what she's going through in life right now. And um, I'm here with Brian on episode nine of the Log Dog Podcast. What's up, Brian? What's up, Rob? Thanks for having me. Thanks, Kiera, for the message. Um, excited to be here for round two, I guess. Oh, yeah. The people don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you're keeping it, if, if you're uh, counting my, me and Brian episodes, this is technically on episode two, but it's episode nine of the podcast. So I recorded episode one with Brian as my host. Um, this is before Kiara. And then Brian was also doing editing and he got really busy with his like regular like day job and um, couldn't do the pod anymore. So I had to uh, call up a uh, sharpshooter off the bench uh, with Kiara and as far as one thing Kara didn't talk about in her recording is the um, her plan is to only be out for like maybe two weeks. And I'm really got back into the pod. I'm going to try to do an episode a week at least, if not two. So I'm not really sure how many episodes she's not going to be on. Um, but for now, it's going to be me and Brian and uh, may have a third co-host come on. I don't know yet. I'm not 100% sure. Like there's a couple of people that I've like reached out to. So we may do like a uh, church revival and just have like assistant preachers every week, just go three or four a week. I'm not really sure, but what I do know is Kara is going to be back eventually. She's just got so much going on, like being like growing up and <clears throat> doing the shit that like I haven't done yet. So, but uh, regardless, like I said, the plan moving forward is probably an episode a week, at least if not two. And I've got, a lot of interviews going on, and um, one reason we haven't recorded an episode in about a year, so episode eight was maybe about a year ago, and the big reason is because um, I didn't have an editor, and it was so expensive. Like People don't realize how expensive it is with editing and subscriptions, services every month and that, so Brian um, is going to be a um, three-tool player. is going to produce, edit, and be a host on the podcast for the foreseeable future, so... We are good. Brian's an amazing editor. Like his skills are really good. Hopefully, he doesn't get stole by like uh, like a bigger podcast than me. But <laughs> we're gonna, we're we're gonna run it how it is. Um, trying to think of anything else. Just to recap, like it's a lot. Is it's been a crazy year since we stopped recording. Um, man, there's so much that's gone on. <clears throat> Nothing really much has changed with me. I moved closer to Atlanta. Um, still single. Still uh, just vibing. Uh, Kara kind of, Kara's like, kind of, you know, like grew up and got engaged and got a house and all that shit. So I'm still just like going to Applebee's and just like vibing it out. Um, <laughs> how has your Corona been, Brian? It's, uh, it's been good. I've been posted up here. Uh, so for those that don't know or listening to the podcast for the first time, I am up in Minnesota. So I, 
last time we recorded, I was living in Minneapolis. I was like in the heart of the city over by the University of Minnesota campus. Now I'm over in St. Paul. So about a 10 minute drive. Uh, I don't even know, south, whatever it is. And things since COVID started and lockdown and whatnot, it hasn't been as bad here as it has been, in, let's say, like New York or the Northeast. So it hasn't been terrible. Kind of just been hanging out, running uh, everything from my house, just kind of just hanging out. Oh, yeah. There's a... Uh... <laughs> I thought about it like next episode we'll do it because I don't want to put you on the spot, but like I wanted to make a list of like all the things that we said we were going to do during the quarantine and we didn't like for <laughs> me, for me, I was like, I'm like, I have future me so many plans. I'm like, dude, I'm going to get famous on YouTube. We're going to start, a, we're going to start my YouTube videos. I'm going to learn. I'm going to like learn Spanish. I'm going to read a bunch of books and I'm going to make TikToks and like start getting my tripod back out. And it's just like, there's so much shit. I just like did not happen at all. I, uh, I'm like about like a month into quarantine when I was like laid off, I just like started playing video games and then yeah, pretty much modern warfare too. I mean, advanced warfare came out. God damn it. Modern warfare came out. So uh, yeah, it kind of put a dent in my plans, but I've actually like uh, quarantine all that. It was, it wasn't too bad. Like I was uh, not a Corona. This is a, this is an anti-Corona podcast, but anyways, I'm rambling. Um, first thing we're talking about is simp simping simp simp nation simp army about i'll shit you not probably a hundred people mostly girls have asked me what simping is and um i forget sometimes because i'm like so different that there's a lot of people like locals is what i call them that only have like facebook and maybe instagram and don't even have twitter never been on reddit and all these words that come from like tiktok and twitter and stuff they're just like what the fuck is that and it just gets really annoying. So now if somebody asks me like what a simp is, I'm just going to like text them the link to this podcast. So got to do a lot of research. This is like the first podcast that anybody's probably ever done research on TikTok. But so the word simp's been around a long time, but it really um, came, it really became like a popular like term and uh, word in, in today's culture from TikTok. Uh, there were like videos that were like, at the end, they would be like, welcome to the Simp Nation or Simp Army. And that's kind of how it started uh, about a year ago or so. Um, so Simp is, in terms of like history, like not really maybe the way it's word used now. It's short for Simpleton. But I didn't know that it's also an acronym for Sucker Idolizing Mediocre Pussy. And I learned that from the TikTok comment section. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that. Like, it makes sense now. I'm like, okay. And I started looking back at, you know, classic research like they do at Harvard and stuff like that, which is UrbanDictionary.com. And um, in the year 2000, the song Sippin' on Some Syrup came out by 3-6 Mafia. And it actually has simp in it. Like the, it, the opening line is, I'm trill working the wheel, a pimp, not a simp. So I thought that was pretty crazy. Like 3-6 Mafia, I'm, I'm putting it out there. They may have invented the word simp. I'm going to go yeah. with they definitely did. <laughs> And my friend Mallory says they also invented the word twerk. So shout out the fucking three six mafia. I was the widest white kid sucking socks and sandals, just jamming nothing but hardcore three six mafia in like seventh <laughs> grade. And everyone was just like, "He's a guy's crazy." Uh, if you textbook definition, simp is a man that puts too much value on a female for no reason, or a man that prides himself with chivalry in hopes of getting sexual gratification from women. Uh, it's also like basically the old the way old people describe it is it's, it's the way that gen z describes a millennial nice guy um 
So there's, I feel like there's some good definitions. What is a simp to you, Brian? What is simping? I think I, first of all, I didn't know it meant sucker idolizing mediocre pussy. That That is news to me, and it makes so much sense now. I just always thought it was just someone that's nice, someone that's... Too nice. Yeah, someone that's too nice, or, or nice for no reason for some to someone, a girl, probably. I've, I've been a sucker idolizing mediocre pussy, like, way before the word was a thing. Like, my friends have been giving me hell about that since, like, ninth grade. <laughs> so so um, you made it cool before it was cool. Uh, and there's nothing, There's you can't make it cool. Um, but so like, I guess it's kind of like, uh, it's really like, for me, it's something that I was doing and then it became a thing. And I'm like, oh, so there's a word for like the fucking disease I have. And um, <laughs> I think girls can be sips too. Um, and the mediocre pussy thing, it's like, uh, you can kind of do, you can kind of say it's whatever you want. But like, uh, I had a female that uh, she told me someone called her a simp, and she was asking me like, "Can girls be simps?" And I think that simps are usually um, like unattractive guys, like that aren't confident or overweight or um, you know don't have any confidence with anything. And but girls can be simps too. I think you can simp someone that's hotter than you. So you don't have to be just ugly to be a simp. Like if you're a girl that's like a solid like a SEC seven and there's a guy that's like a you think it's a nine or ten and you can still simp him. Like you know, that just have to be like people that are twos and threes simping like girls that are tens. I think there's different ways. I know this is like a very we're getting really um nitty gritty here with simping, but <laughs> it's just because so many people ask me, I'm so fucking tired of it. Like get a Twitter dude. It's two thousand and twenty. Like, how are you not on Twitter right now? Your life sucks. Um and even if you're not, it's simple simple Google search. Well, can answer exactly. a few of your questions maybe, you know when you get down to the nitty-gritty like you found out three six mafia probably <laughs> invented the word that's a little yeah. bigger but um, you can just google it i'm thinking uh i'm thinking about trump like having his like assistance and like being on google what is simp that would be that would be hilarious because he's about the age of people that are like what's a simp i don't know some people that ask me that ask me what it is are like 20 and i'm like you're failing you're failing <laughs> failing as a as a millennial nice guy, but, um, pretty much, like I said, for me, the way that I was involved with the whole thing is I, um, I was always like a nice guy and I'm still a nice guy, I guess. But like when it went, it's like sipping is like when you're, it's like, you can, you can, um, do cocaine like two or three times a year and like, okay, like, you know, you're just, you're just having a good time. But it's like, you start doing cocaine every single day. It's like, okay, bro, you got a problem. That's how like sipping is. It's like, it's like, the nice guy like addiction and uh it's like <clears throat> it just turns into something crazy i think with simping like people always ask me like what does simps get out of it it's really like nothing that's why i like quit simping because i was okay i'm like it's gonna be extremely nice to like really attractive girls and like they're gonna like fall in love with me but it just it doesn't happen honestly i think uh coming from a place where like <clears throat> i've lost a bunch of weight um i used to weigh like 310 pounds i was in like a long-term relationship it was just like didn't care you know you get like really complacent and i think i've coming out of that into being single like about the same time that we were first recording the podcast um you're just like well i'm not gonna be hotter than any guy this girl likes or i'm not gonna um you know be whatever it is like taller but you're like i can i know i can be nicer and it's just like a <laughs> it's just like a fucking um i don't know it just like make sure people when you do it it's a lot of people that are depressed too so it's just like a it's not good for anybody really, but, um, 
I think now for me, simping is just like, I just make jokes about it. Like, uh, I just make, I just make like simp jokes now. I'm like not really a simp anymore. I've like found my worth, I guess you could say. And like, now I'm more, I'm more like, um, which is what like a normal person is. It's like, if someone doesn't like me, I don't care. Like, I don't care if you're a fucking like IG girl. Like if you don't like me, that's your fucking loss. You know what I'm saying? On to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the words being super overused now though, especially with like TikTok and people just using it and throwing it out there? Cause like you I said, so. a lot of people don't know what it means. They're just throwing it out there. I think so. But at the same time, I, I like it. Like, it's, it's like a fucking hit song on the radio. Like, let's ride it out until nobody nobody wants to use it anymore. That's that's the way I see. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you seen the, um, my favorite sip meme was the Tony Semperano. And it's like, Tony, and he's like, it's like a picture of him. And it's like, you get an OnlyFans beautiful. And it's like the pouty face emoji. That shit made me laugh so hard <laughs> first time I saw it. Um, So that is simping. That is a, never going to get a better definition this is the first podcast that has ever talked about something. So I don't know if that's true. Fact check that we'll run that to the fact check department. But so anyone asked me what something is like now, you know, it's a bad thing. Um, it's, you know, it's just someone, it's just a guy that adores a girl and like worships the world she walks on for no reason. And it gets nothing in return. Pretty much. It's like, it's not, um, people, I think people, some people say it's an incel. It's not the same as incel. People say it's a reply guy. It's not the same as a reply guy. We'll have to do a whole, a whole, um, whole part, whole part of podcast on reply guys. Cause that is a very interesting breed. Um, so we're going to talk about the next thing, um, we're talking about is onlyfans.com. Um, Brian, what is, uh, have you noticed like how in the last year OnlyFans has gone from like a couple of girls that are like super hot and you're like, okay, you know, that's, you know, she's got only fans. And now it's just like, I'm not complaining, but it's just like every girl that's over like a certain amount of hotness has an only fans. It's like having a, it's like having a tumbler now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And it's like a lot of people are, I guess you see these, these tweets where it's like, Oh, this girl's making a thousand, two thousand dollars a month right. or whatever. And then now it like, gives this dream to all these other girls that they can do the same thing when in reality they can't. And that may be for one reason or another, but uh, yeah, I've seen the growth probably over 110% in the last like year, year and a half at most. Right. It's really blown up. Um, same with, we're going to talk about later with TikTok, but it's really blown up during quarantine. People being inside, being on their phones, computers, not working. So, um, well, so a couple of things I did a lot of research, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it. You know, I had to um, had to subscribe to some OnlyFans accounts for pure scientific research reasons. Um, and one thing I found out was that since March first, there have been um, sixty thousand new content creators across uh, OnlyFans sign up for accounts, and that's just like people that you know are posting things. That's not even counting like people creating OnlyFans accounts. And that is those numbers are from Vice, and then the site is also experiencing a fifteen percent month to month growth since March, which is huge. And um, since March first, that's that's when all these stats are really. The number of new signups, including clients that are people, just anybody on the site, have increased by seventy five percent. So that is huge. Like this thing is blowing up. It's bigger than Patreon. Bigger than um, I mean, this, the sky's the limit. Really, for how big it's going to get. I think something that a lot of people don't know and I didn't really know is that OnlyFans started kind of like kind of like a um, kind of like in the shadows of how Patreon did, and 
it's another classic example of a website or social media platform that they make it to do one thing and they put it out and the world is like, actually, this is how we're going to use it. So it didn't start as a porn site and it doesn't advertise itself as a porn site. Like you go on the about me and it's like, you know, give, give, um, what do you call it? What's the word? Um, um, what's, what's, con- what's the word for content creator, Brian? What, what am I thinking of? Um, like influencer? Influencer. Right, right, right. Exactly. Give influencers a chance to like one-on-one with their fans. Really similar to Patreon, if you don't know, like the same business model. And um, some girl was just like, you know, I'm just going to like post porn and then, then OnlyFans didn't do anything about it. And that's how it became a porn site. Um, so that's something I didn't know about. There's a girl that I'm really good friends with um, that I'm going to have on an interview. I would love to have it in the end of this podcast. Probably not going to happen. Um, but she is in the top 1% of OnlyFans. So I asked her a lot about, you know, how much how much do girls make? And like you said, every girl thinks they can go in there and make a bunch of money. And I know girls that are like hot as fuck, but they're just like, I don't have any subs because, you know, you have to advertise it too. It's like you do your own advertising. So a lot of the girls that are do it because it's linked through Twitter. It's like if your Twitter account, you know, if your Twitter account's really big, that you can, you're going to have a lot of subs. So you, it's not really about how hot you are. It's about how good you are at the site marketing. Um, there's a lot of money in uh, private content too. So like, I know a girl, the girl that I'm having a, um, going to have on to interview eventually, she's at the top 1% of all creators and she brings home $12,000 a month, um, before taxes. And, uh, that's after the 20% that only fans keeps. So they keep 20% of all your, um, earnings, which is not really that bad. Um, a lot of people will complain about it. There's been, you know, a lot of girls that have left it to go back to doing, you know, Dropbox and stuff, but it's just like the convenience of it. And so she makes, like I said, one she's in the top 1%, 12,000. That's, you know, she has to file her own taxes. So you're looking at bringing her home closer to maybe 10, but still, I mean, 10,000 a month for someone who is, you know, 21, 22. I mean, that's life changing money. So it's really given a lot of girls a, um, chance at a, either a partial income or a full-time income you know i know girls <clears throat> another girl that has you know has changed her life like able to move to california or something you know just off of posting you know softcore or hardcore whatever porn um so i think it's I think it's pretty fucking crazy like the idea of it is very like new age like you know it's like sex work sex work for millennials you know yeah, it's, it's a lot more on the individual now, like moving forward and, and shying away from the big companies, big corporate, like managing models or whatever, you know, whatever they want to title themselves as and allowing the, the, the girls themselves or guys, whoever the hell has one, um, yeah, to guys keep, keep more of the money. Yeah, guys have them too. Like I got a, um, there's a guy I know I used to be pretty good friends with and, um, I don't want to talk to him anymore, but he was saying, you know, he's just posting, he's not even posting like full nudes. He's posting like, you know, like tip of his dick or like a fucking bulge and, you know, making like $10 a subscription a month, like, which is just crazy to me. So fucking fuck it. Go off Kings and Queens, do what <laughs> yeah. you want. But, um, we're not really getting into like how many like lame people bitch about OnlyFans. I don't really care. I mean, girls like I support sex work, you know, however you want to make your money and do what you got to do. But I just thought we should bring it up because it's one of those things, like I said, we haven't recorded in about a year and it's just something that just blew the fuck up, uh, in the past year. And I hope to have more, um, more interviews and stuff about it because I think it's a really crazy and, um, awesome idea. And, uh, I like tweet 
a lot of jokes about OnlyFans and stuff. And so I get probably uh, the only thing that kind of annoys me is like so many people try to sell me their OnlyFans. And like, so there's a lot of, I don't know, I get really spammed with like in my inbox on Twitter with like people trying to sell me their OnlyFans. I'm like, yeah, like I just make jokes about OnlyFans. Like, I don't not, I'm not, I don't actually spend ten thousand dollars a month on OnlyFans subscriptions, like my jokes say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I can't afford your OnlyFans. I'm sorry, but that's OnlyFans. Um, just a brief rundown for people that don't know. Like I said, this episode is like a who's who for locals, like just all the shit they don't know about. So, um, that's OnlyFans. You got anything else to add, Brian? No, I think other than the. the- point you said you said that there's a lot of people that either lie on one side or the other i think it is that like it's 50 50 either you hate it and make fun of it or you love it and make fun of it i feel like there's no in between i feel like there's no impartial people about it dude i'm not gonna we're not gonna have a full discussion on this episode but i'm drinking a mango or a lime white claw it is not the move like i just a claws is like I don't know. It's bottom tier seltzer. Like I just can't get into it. I've been drinking nothing but Truly's Corona seltzer. Like claws of just like they're like a dinosaur. They're just they're just not not the move. Like this taste yeah. this lime. It tastes like syrup of it tastes like a syrup a green syrup and it is just like going down like a fucking it's not it's hard to get down. I think Corona seltzers and Bud Light seltzers are top tier. I didn't really like the Truly. Okay, quickly, quickly, top three seltzers. I gotta go Bud Light, Corona, wow, and then White Claw. Oh man, I'm gonna go Truly's, Corona, Bud Light. Okay. Not even in my top three. Like claws <laughs> are just expensive and they're just not good. Um, but back to getting back on track. The next thing that's really been something that even locals have kind of got discovered is TikTok. Um. And it's another thing. The theme of this podcast is in the last year, you know, what's what's changed and TikTok has just blown the fuck up. But it's changed so much. It's grown so much. Um, Brian, are you on TikTok? Do you make TikToks? I, I am on TikTok. I've made a couple. Um, not nothing crazy. None of them ever took off for anything. <clears throat> but I do know a lot of people that have taken off on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Um, I've I've got a TikTok. I might spend my dollar. Um, what's your app, Brian? Mine is just at on his tab. Okay. So I made a bunch of videos when it started. I haven't really done many recently. Um, it's like on my uh, many things I've procrastinated about making new videos. I've got some funny ideas I think are funny. But I've been on there pretty um, – I use it, you know, not just making videos. just kind of like Vine. You don't have to make videos, but I use it, you know, every single day. So I uh, really like TikTok, really like surprised by how it's big it's gotten. Um just people don't realize how big TikTok is. So at its peak, Vine had a little over 200 million uh, monthly active users. And TikTok has 800 million active users right now. And this is another one of those things where you listen to this podcast, you're like, well, you know, what is there to know about TikTok? Something I didn't know, the, the USA only represents a 5% fraction of TikTok's global audience. So if you're wondering like why the videos on there, when you scroll on the free page, it's like, you know, uh, Indian, Indian music and dancing stuff. It's because like it's, it went global. They're marketing advertising and it's just really being slept on the fact that it's, it's, it's huge in America, but like it's nothing compared to what it is in the world. And that's why 
that's why it's got 800 million users and Vine only had 200 million. So I had no idea that it quadrupled the amount of like popular that Vine had. Yeah, that's insane to think about. Holy shit. I did, really didn't think so because I hear, you know, you hear a lot about people missing Vine and people missing that Vine energy or whatever. Right. But I mean, and, TikTok has surpassed that and like doubled it by. Right. Uh, and another big thing that happened was it's, they had a big boost during the coronavirus and everything. So just in March, they added 12 million um, uh, visitors. So like pro, 10, 10, 12 more and more people use the site. And um, they also, the total number of visits were 52.2 million just in the United States, which is only 5% just in March. And then um, the amount of visitors between January and March in the United States went up 50%. So it's just like this thing is blowing up and they're just, they've discovered what so far, you know, like um, us, everyone was like, you know, this thing is, it's never going to be Vine. There's pretty much like every other app that's tried to do it. It's not going to be Vine. And it's just, you know, fucking lapped Vine and um, changed so much. It's, it's really changed the music industry in terms of like, it's a new SoundCloud. Like people, if you don't, you're not going to get discovered off SoundCloud. You're going to get discovered off, you know, some 17-year-old white girl horribly dancing to your song. And that's how the songs blow up now. Like, even me, I'm fucking 27. And, like, I still, like, listen to a song on TikTok. I'm like, that song, that's it slaps. Like, what's the name of that song? I need to Shazam it or something, you know? Instantly and that's, add it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, I, I feel the same exact way. It's where, it's where I'm getting a lot of the new music from. Because I, frankly, I, yeah, like you said, I don't go on SoundCloud to discover new music now. It just pops up on my For You page. I think it's good. And then I go right. save it on Spotify. And people don't realize, too, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's I music mean, people, the artists that blew up on there, you know, they're small time. But people don't realize, like, Old Town Road blew up on TikTok. Like, people, people don't realize that, like, these aren't just, like, no name, you know, uh, D-list uh, rappers that are blowing up. It's just, like, people are getting, people are. TikTok is turning turning musicians into millionaires. Um, so that's just the control, the amount of power that has the music industry. And it's not something that was really ever planned. Um, you know, TikTok and Vine and all that, when they came out, it's like, you know, this is this is what we think the app's going to do. And then the world takes the app and says, no, this is what we're going to do with it. Yeah, that's funny that you mentioned that because I actually follow the guy that started the trend for oh, wow. uh, Old Town Road. His, his, his <laughs> ad is Nice Michael. And he's the one that started it. And then, like, back, uh, how long did that song come out? It was a year, more than a year close ago? To, close, close to a year. Uh, close yeah. to a year. And he, he actually recently made a video about it, how he just found this song, thought it was good, and then made this dance to it. And it became a trend. And then all these videos started coming out. And then before you knew it, Lil Nas, was, Lil Nas X was with Billy Ray Cyrus, like making a remix yeah. of this song. And it was in a six month span that this thing blew up. So it's crazy right. how big you can get so fast now that you can just skyrocket to fame. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not just like small deal celebrities. It's, it's everyone now. Um, really why it's so popular and why it's, why it succeeded so far so well is because uh, for me, it's three things for one, it's the ability to share the video so easily. So, Vine never had this. Other apps don't have this. If you take, you know, you hit the share button on TikTok, you can post it straight to your Snapchat story, straight to your Instagram story, straight to Twitter. I mean, it's just like the sharing. I don't know the deals they did in the, or the app app design team maybe that, that was involved in like getting this to where it was so easy to share. But it's so easy to like, it's a pain in the ass, you know, Vine or something. Like you can post the videos, but like 
you got to go on your save it to your camera roll and then go to your camera roll post on twitter and it's just like the traffic it's more like it creates a thing where like on vine where like you can post a video and it'll still get loops but it's not like the actual traffic to your site like if i post a video for my camera roll on a tiktok it's gonna you know it's tiktok's not getting the page the page visits from that it's just people are i mean they, they may go check the guy's profile out but it's so easy on tiktok for the videos and um another thing that the number the second reason i think that it's done so well and blown up is because you don't have, to have an account to watch a tiktok which is unlike um some other sites and what's that means is locals people that don't have tiktok the facebook uh people that use facebook and social media still which is pretty sad but there's people a lot of people like that um so somebody posts a TikTok link to a vid, you can watch it and you don't have to sign up for an account. That's pretty, um, that's, that's pretty, it's pretty smart. I think, uh, in an age where like you go on a site and it's like, you know, you got to fucking give me your credit card to like, look at our news article, you know? So I think that's pretty smart. And then, um, the last reason has grown up is the same reason that everything else has really. And it's because of coronavirus being trapped inside social media, any website app. I mean, everything is just experiencing. It's like, it's the only business that's booming. Uh, excuse me, during all this, you know, is coronavirus. So those three things combined to create a really powerful company. And um, as far as it hasn't really been around long enough to see how it's going to do financially numbers wise, because Vine had the um, classic conundrum that a lot of companies have that where you have an amazing product and you have a great idea, but you can never, then you never discover how to make it profitable, how to make money off of it. And Vine had a problem with their, they didn't really take care of their content creators, the big ones. Um, TikTok is, you know, we'll see. It's t- still too early to tell how it's going to do, um, if it's going to get sold off, you know, to someone else. Uh, I don't think it's TikTok's, it's not owned by Facebook or anybody, right? I haven't, I haven't. No, no, it's Chinese government owns that thing. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that the Chinese government no. is TikTok? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> No, you're not. There's yeah, no I swear. I you're, you got to you got to look it up. I swear. The Chinese government, they switched TikTok, or they switched Musically to TikTok, and they rebranded it completely. TikTok blew up and took off the ground, obviously, to what it is today. But that's why there's you know, so many bands and shadow bands on TikTok. You've been you'll listening never see the, anything listen, bad about China on there. You've been listening to too much Joe Rogan podcast. Um. I think, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we'll see. I don't think it's uh, it's easy to blow up right now during coronavirus. We'll see long term, you know, it has financial success and can grow and get bigger. I think really, <clears throat> I'm like old school, I guess, but it boils down to me is like Vine videos got so cringy and there were so few creators compared to people that use the site that it was just like, I just hated a lot of people on there. And I, I got started getting big on Vine right before it ended and I'm, all I did was just make fun of Vine stars. So uh, TikTok's cringy in its own way where it's like, these are kids. It's cringy. And like, a, I think it's funny to enjoy cringy. Not like uh, when um, like the Paul brothers and um, you know, everyone on Vine, like moms be like videos. Like that was just like, dude, this is the, I just want to kill myself. Like this is the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> TikTok is cringy. And like, a, I can make fun of it and laugh at it because I know people like that. Like the rednecks on there are funny. Um, the like people that you know i just think it's, it's cringy in a different way it's a, it's, an, it's cringy you can enjoy it and it's like meant to be cringy versus vine just like was like people trying to people trying to be like brand and get popular and it was just horrible um 
there were some really funny tick, funny Bond stars, you know, Nicoletti, um, Getter, uh, who am I missing out? Um, cool Michael, sports guy, um, Doug Meister, the list goes on and on, but like TikTok is a different where there's not like, there's not just like five or six huge creators that have half the percentage of traffic on the site. So for one, there's not as much um, like, you know, pressure to like pump out ad videos and spam videos and uh, you don't have to be a whore for, you know, uh, for likes. Um, there's no revimes either. So I think that's really uh, important as far as like people being able to produce organically what they want to make and what they think is funny and not just like, well, if I don't hit 10 million YouTube, if I don't hit 10 million loops, like I'm not going to get paid for the ad. So um, that's my thoughts on TikTok. You got anything else? No, I think you're going to have to look into uh, who they're developed by and whatnot. And you're going to be like, holy shit. But other than that, I think TikTok is TikTok is the app right now to be on. Everyone who's anyone has one at least to look at TikToks. And if you're making content, you're, you'll probably blow up if you're consistently making content. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really something that mine never had is like anybody can get famous on TikTok. The For You page, the algorithm is the way it works is like the way it works is, you know, if you're funny and someone clicks it and it starts getting enough likes, like you don't have to have a huge account uh, to, to make a video and get funny. Like I know girls that are like, have like, you know, thousand Twitter followers that are like getting TikTok famous instantly. It's just because like, if you're, you know, like any other app, if you're, there's two things you have to be to be famous, you can either be hot or you can be funny. So, um, TikTok is, if you're hot or funny, I mean, you're going to blow up eventually if you're good at what you do and you make good videos and stuff. So I'd be interested to see, I like it so far. And I want to start making videos, uh, because like try to bring my like unique style of like Twitter comedy to TikTok, I think would be cool. I guess I didn't really mention any negative things. The only thing I don't like about TikTok, I'm really rambling, man. Matter, I'll kick it in. Sorry. Um, the I don't like the fact that like it's like everyone on there is like it's like fifty percent of the people are more under eighteen. There needs to be like a TikTok, like a separate account for people over eighteen. Yeah. Yep. Like I I'm fucking. T- am tired of going of having to swipe right to look at the profiles to see if there is an age and if there isn't you're just playing the guessing game and it's like fuck like yeah i'm fucking terrified like i'm gonna follow a girl just follow and like like one of her videos and then you know i'm gonna be trying to get a job as a ceo in 15 years and they're gonna be like you know you're canceled man somebody discovered that you follow that girl that was like 17 on tiktok so it's like i don't even want to follow anybody because i'm terrified and like it's just gross like there's like it's just like, I don't know. It's like a breeding ground, breeding ground for like pedophiles. It's like, there's so many, um, I forgot what his name is. He posted a really popular Twitter about it. It's like, I don't want to see fucking 16 year old girls like grinding when I go up to TikTok, you know, like I wish there's something I could do about that. Where like everyone over 18 uses this, everyone under 18 uses this. Or like if you're a minor, it's like something on your profile. So people are like, okay, fucking skip these videos. Like don't like these videos. This is fucking gross. But I mean, it is what it is right now. You just have to like, um, you just have to like, when you're scrolling on there, you just have to fucking deal with like the fact that like, there's like 15, 16 year old girls in there just, you know, fucking twerking. And, uh, it's pretty fucking gross, but maybe they'll figure something to do, figure out some way to do it differently than they do now. Uh, because it's just, I think it's just going to be turned into a breeding ground for pedophiles. Like, I mean, if you're a pedophile, like it's just like, you're going to fucking use that like Pornhub, but we'll see. Um, 
have you heard of i know i talked about it on a um i think the last episode we ever did and it took a long time to actually come out so a lot of people haven't heard of it but vine 2 launched in january um it's called the byte app b-y-t-e and um unfortunately for byte it's pretty much been a complete failure and they didn't really they couldn't really count on um tiktok getting so big um and so Byte is basically Vine 2. There was two guys that made Vine, and one of the um, co guys who co-created it, he did a project for years, well, at least a year, maybe two years on Twitter, um, that he wanted to come back and make Vine, you know, like a better version of Vine, obviously. You know, you can't say it's Vine, but it's what it is. It's his version of Vine. And it had a lot of high hopes. I had a lot of high hopes for it. Um, I didn't really used to like TikTok as much as I do now. I didn't really, I was still like, you know, Vine's better, Vine's better, it's not Vine. But it's pretty much been a complete failure. And the reason this failed is, um, for one, because of TikTok's success, it's just swallowed up any, any competition. And when it got released, you know, there was no idea that we were, it was going to, TikTok was going to blow up so much. Uh, and it's also had a really big problem. And it, they've, they've had updates to try to fix it and address it. There's a lot of spam accounts, um, fake accounts, like computer accounts, bots, um, just playing out people just like, uh, it's just like fake users. They've got a huge problem with it and they haven't really been able to solve it. And they don't think they have the money and a tech, you know, tech team uh, expertise and enough, you know, people that work with their IP and tech and stuff to be able to fix it. And updates haven't fixed it so far. People still complain about it. And the app is... Um, it's not doing well. Um, it it did better than Vine when it first came out, I thought, and I started using it right away. And I thought, you know, if this this is going to be bigger than Vine, maybe not TikTok level now, but at the time I was like, you know, it can compete with TikTok. Uh, but Byte, Byte app, it lapped Vine's download numbers by more than seven times when it debuted. So the first weekend, like three or four days when it, when it released on the App Store, Byte had a million downloads. And um, Vine... Vine only had like, I don't know, like 200,000, something like that. So, so they had like seven times Vine. So it had a really good, when it launched, people were like, okay, this is going to be for real. But then, you know, the next very next weekend, TikTok has 8 million downloads um, per week. Or Sorry, I'll have to fix that part. When TikTok launched, it had 8 million downloads in its first weekend. So it did better than Vine, but at the same time, um, I don't think I don't think Vine Two can be saved. Um, I think it's if you want to go in there and check it out, you can. It's on the App Store still, but I think it's just a matter of time before they pull the plug. Um, it's not making any money off ads, uh, ad revenue. Company didn't have a lot of money to start with, um, so unfortunately, what I thought was going to be like the revamp of Vine, they had a lot of great creators. They were really smart with it. They they took a lot of people from Vine, guys that never went to TikTok from Vine. Um, when Vine ended, most of the people just went to YouTube or they retired or they changed their platform, you know, Instagram videos and comedians became a thing and they were smart. They got some really good people to, to join on, uh, beta, you know, they even paid them to like make videos, but it's just, uh, TikTok just got a monopoly. It's just too big. So by, uh, Vine 2 is on, uh, on the, on the way to the graveyard, in my opinion. Have you heard about it or, uh, been on by app any, Brian? I heard about Byte when it was being developed and when they announced that it was going to be released in January. And quite frankly, I just forgot. TikTok took over, I think. Because um, even when TikTok was very, very small, 
it, I felt like I completely, I just forgot about Bite and didn't care at all anymore. I think Vine should have rode the wave out a little bit longer for what they had because I think the platform itself was very, If it seems very old even looking at Byte now. Like right. the style it's set up. So I don't know. I don't think, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think it'll ever be what Vine was, I guess, now with TikTok being so big. Yeah, I mean, you use, if you use Byte app, it's like, okay, this is Vine. This feels like... It's it's like a you know and they make a series in a video game. It's like this just feels like Vine. It's like okay, he made Vine without being able. What he made Vine in a way where he would get sued for copying it too much, but it still feels like Vine. It's just sometimes you have a great idea and you have a great um, platform and it still fails. Uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. The last thing I want to talk about the last segment really, um, and I really wanted to have you know a girl on here or have. Uh, an interview, you know, to help didn't work out. We're going to briefly, I'm not going to give the whole rundown. Um, if you've been listening to the drama, you shouldn't be caught up to now. Um, we're going to talk about the uh, caller daddy drama and all that, but we're just going to kind of talk about, not going to do a full, you know, 20 minute ex- explanation of the history. Uh, I'm just going to talk about the show now, the show going forward, and then what's happened in the last day or so with Alex releasing the 30 minute video and then David's response to that. Um, so Brian, I'll let you start out, um, talking about caller daddy. I'm assuming you're caught up on it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, we watched the video probably within like the first half hour that it came out, Alex's video. I think she, at the end of the day is still, was still influenced wrongly by the people she was surrounded with. But when all is said and done and, you know, people forget about this in the next month or you know, month and a half, whatever it is, because people's attention span are too short. She'll be the good guy, and she'll always be the good guy. She can control the narrative, especially now staying at Barstool. And Sophia will forever look like the idiot, even though, you know, obviously there's a lot of things we still don't know that we may never know, but she's going to end up looking like that. And to companies, too, that she may, like, professionally, that she may want to work with, it's really not a good look on any level, let alone the drama and whatnot, but you know, being shady as shit and, you know, shopping around the podcast when obviously you're under a contract or deal or whatever they had going on. It's just, it's not a good look at all for her. So I, moving forward, I think the podcast is going to do great. It's going to be great. Sophia's going to fade away and things are going to move along just like the world does when things happen. So I, that's my whole take on it. I think Alex is going to do great. Caller Daddy is going to do great. And Sophia... I don't know. I don't know what's next for her. I think uh, it's funny. I was at a bar and there were, it was pretty packed. There was like 10 people watching the, the Alex video. Uh, like everybody was just like gathered around. It was like breaking news happened when it came out and I was trying to hear it. I couldn't hear the audio, but I went home the next morning and watched it. And I think Sophia is going to end up, she's going to get signed by somebody. I mean, maybe she gets back the same as that deal. She gets signs another, you know, she gets shitty contract. But I don't think she's got so many fans. The Daddy Gang is so big that um, I think she'll do something somewhere on some network or on podcast or on show, whatever it may be. Like um, she's not just going to get blacklisted. I don't think with everything going on. I mean, she's obviously not going to work for Barstool, but I think at the end of the day, she'll bounce back on her feet. You know, she's pretty attractive. She's got she should have some money. I mean, from the money she was making, we don't know. But um, I think she'll land on her feet. Like it does suck. She cost herself millions and millions of dollars. Uh, if you look at Joe Rogan, the deal he got, it was, I mean, um, 
hundred million dollars per year uh, for Spotify per year. So Dave had given them a deal that was said, you know, after a year, 50, whatever more episodes, they only do six hours of work a week. It's like one episode a week. You can walk away and sign your own deal, you know, and Joe Rogan got a hundred million. So, I mean, even if they were going to sign for 20 million, um, that was pretty dumb of her. I think Peter Nelson's going to get fired from HBO. Like, I don't think HBO's happy with having like one of the most vicious, like right up there with the Bay Hive and Trump supporters, like stoolies are one of the most vicious, like as far as like, if you, if they're, if Barcel's like beefing with a company, like they're going after HBO hard. So, I mean, they can't be loving this publicity they've gotten from Peter Nelson. He's, you know, using his influence and stuff when he's representing HBO. And, you know, there's a lot of older people that don't like him anyways, but when he canceled HBO boxing, I think, like you said, the show's going to be fine moving forward. I think in a year, nobody will even really remember it. Um, I mean, nobody, people remember it, but it won't be like talked about. I think it'll be interesting to see who, who um, Barstool gets on there to replace Sophia. I mean, a lot of the daddy gang has been saying they wanted Milf Hunter. Um, I've heard every talks from uh, Megan Fox to everybody. I mean, Barstool can pretty much pick who they want. I mean, every woman on the, like Dave said, he can't keep, um, he can't, you know, even check his text because so many famous people are wanting to be on the show, obviously to make that kind of money now that the contract's out in the open. Um, I think it would be interesting. They have, Sir Barstool's hired, um, Barstool's got like three or four girls that already are in the same make and mold. I mean, I don't know if they would be willing to, you know, talk about openly talk about their sex life every episode. I mean, if you're getting paid 500,000, I think you would, but, um, you know, they've got like Ellie Schnitt works for Barstool now. Um, who else they got? They signed, uh, Alyssa from Twitter. Um, and they've got like, I think Michaela Oakland too. I don't think she Barstool. No, she's and not. She's not. She's not she, she like openly came out like actually recently, I think this past weekend or on Thursday that she just like hates Barstool. Okay. I had it wrong. There's another girl. Who must think of? I can't think of anybody. Off the top There's of my a head, girl but... from TikTok that actually recently signed from okay. to Barstool, but I don't, I don't remember her name. I actually have no idea what her name is. Um, like I said, I know that there was a couple, um, and I was just thinking like, you know, could they bring like their own talent that's already in there and like, you know, be like, Hey, does anybody, would anybody be good at this? Or because Sophia was so popular, they're gonna have to like bring an outside celebrity. We'll see. Uh, I think the podcast will be back to normal and fine. I mean, Alex is, she's really humbled. Uh, things like about the whole thing. Like she's like, yeah, we fucked up, you know? So she admitted her mistake. Um, I think they were just. I don't know. I don't know how she's gonna go back into work and be friends with anybody. But from the way Big Cat talked about, you know, he said on the Rundown podcast that there's coworkers that do their own thing, and then there's people that are just plain out rude. He said they came in, they didn't talk to anybody, they didn't make friends with anybody, um, and they didn't try to be any part of Barstool at all. So we'll see. I mean, if Alexandra's gonna. I mean, we don't really know. If she's gonna stick around and leave after you know whatever her contract is up. I don't really know. I don't know how it's going to work well, but they're making Barstool a lot of money and Barstool's making them or her now a lot of money. So, I mean, money can be the glue that holds something together that wouldn't otherwise work. And uh, Barstool makes like $100,000 an episode in ads. So I think Call Her Daddy will, will resume. And I mean, Sophia and Peter Nelson are just going to take a fucking huge L in public. That's yeah, like, yep. I mean, that's the worst place to get. It's like worse than going to trial. It's like when they get when you get crucified by the public, it's just like 
they're getting fucking dragged. These videos making fun of them are getting like a million like views. It's just like, man, this is fucking rough. And Peter Nelson doesn't have social media, but Sophia does. So it's just like, like I can imagine like paparazzi following her around, like asking her, like, did you really turn down so-and-so? And because she's the only one in this whole deal that didn't come out with, um, you know, made a quick Snapchat, Instagram story, like two minutes and didn't really say shit. You know, she just looks the worst because everyone else like, here's all the details. This is who lied. This is what happened. So it is what it is at the end. Um, podcasts, hopefully will be the same. Maybe it won't, you know, there's sell Whoever they do as a new host does, but, uh, it'll be good to have it back on the air. I like the podcast. I'm not like a super fan. I listen to every episode. I'll probably listen to, like maybe 15, 20 episodes. Sometimes it's just like, I can't make it to an episode, but some good classic episodes on there and you know it's good to see women succeeding in the in the world of podcasting which is like a male dominated thing and uh it's something for girls to really uh you know girls women will really enjoy and some men too we found out during all this going on um you got any last thoughts on the caller daddy debacle no i think uh i'm excited for wednesday's episode to see what alex has to say since i think she's releasing something um and yes see who who they get for the co-host role see if they're gonna bring some outside talent in or keep it within barstool and try to grow it or or maybe someone that just completely random off the street that'd be willing to do it right um i'm trying to think so that's pretty much all we had for segment wise um i kind of wanted to work in like me and so I don't know if you kept listening. Hopefully you did because it's the most amazing podcast ever. You kept listening to the Logged On podcast after you left. Me and Kara at the end of the episode, we usually tell a story, um, a funny story, oftentimes sexual related. Um, me and her kind of like take turns. Um, maybe you'll join that. We don't know. Are you single right now? Uh, I'm not. You're not single. You're booed up. Okay. Yep, well, yep. sounds like I'll be terrible telling the embarrassing <laughs> sexual stories. Wouldn't have any other way. Um, you know, unless your girl's just like, you know, willing to come on here and just listen to you, you know, just tell some like oversharing stories. Um, I'm going to tell a story today. It's not going to be something that's like normally as gross or as, uh, what's the word? Like embarrassing as most of the stories I tell. This one's more like a, it's kind of related to simping because it all ties back into simping. This is more like a, um, a story that like, I just want you to hear and be like, what the fuck? Okay. So, uh, there's this girl and I've, you know, we've talked, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say talk. That's like a really strong term. Um, I've liked her, you know, somewhat and hung out with her some t- a little bit for, this has been going on for over a year. Right. And, uh, we're going to call her, what are we going to call her on the podcast? I'm not going to say her name. Um, we're going to call her, uh, we're gonna call her TB. So TB, um, she is super hot. Right. And my friends are like, you know, you're, you're like overthinking how hot she is just because she's like, you know, borderline, like IG girl, whatever. But for me, I'm like, she's, I think she's hot, hot as fuck. And like, I don't know. I've just been trying to like, I'm trying to link up with her for a long time. And she does this thing. And like, it's like every single time, um, she drinks she has like split personalities and when she drinks she's like in love with me and she's like you know i miss you like you know you're the best ever we need to hang out we need to date and when she's sober she like barely talks to me at all and so it's very like mind-blowing and then this started this whole shit started out like she was like the first girl i ever simped she probably like sent me down the path of simping 
And like, if you hear the shit that's hat that she's done to me, um, like over the years, you're going to be like, what the fuck? And like the fact that we never even actually hooked up is the worst part of this whole story. Like oh. <laughs> that, dude, it, my friends give me hell to no fucking ends. It's like, you know, that's another good definition of simping. If you're worshiping a girl and you're spending money on a girl and buying girl shit and you don't, you're not fucking like that's simping. And so like part of me, like quitting simping is just like finally having to tell this girl, like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to fucking do this shit. So let me tell you some of the offenses, some of the shit this girl's done. Um, I was in bed with a girl and we had hooked up and she was like really cool. And I was like at the time thinking like I could see myself dating this girl. And, um, TB fucking Snapchat me. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm in bed with this girl. You know, I'm over here at Kennesaw. And she was like, she was getting mad. And she was like, how about you leave that girl's house and come over to my house and we'll hang out. And, you know, I just like, can't fucking say no to this girl. So I fucking do it. It turns out she's like blacked out. So I get to her house and she's fucking passed out. So the girl that I left is like, why the fuck did you leave my house? She's pissed off as fuck. Can't go back to her house. Can't go back to um, TB's fucking asleep. So wake up the next day, that girl won't ever talk to me again. And her like TB has fucking her Hulk has worn off. And she doesn't even like remember telling me that. Holy fuck. It it, it is so horrible. And it is just like, I fall for the same tricks every time. I'm just like the fucking meme of the guy looking in the mirror, pointing at himself. And he's like, why the fuck have you done this? And it's just like (laughs) so much shit has happened over so long and like i have done the same shit so many times i keep falling for the same fucking tricks like this woman is just she's got split personalities when she drinks when she doesn't and like she won't remember talking to me when she blacks out like i think this needs i think i need to write in cosmo like i the fact that i'm still fucking like still i text her back and shit i'm at blocked her before but i'm blocked her like the fact that shit still happens and to this day it's just like no matter how hot someone is, they aren't worth, um, they aren't worth like this much fucking time and effort. And I'm really telling the story not to be like, to put her on blast. Um, but to me, like to fucking like get, say it out in the open. So I can just like hear like how openly pathetic it is out in the open. Um, another thing she did one time is we, uh, we were supposed to go on a date. Right. And she, she, she handles her alcohol really well. You can't really tell she's fucked up when she's like text or snap. Um, she forgets that she's invited like three guys on this date. So oh. I show up, I show up to an episode of fucking next bro. And I'm like fucking gotten ready, fucking shower, shaved. Like it was, oh, man, it's like a, I'm pretty much a fucking incel. Like when it comes to her, I'm a fucking, um, I'm getting cucked. She's turned me into a cuck. Even though we're not dating or even though we're not dating or talking exclusive or never even fucked, like it is just getting to a point where I need, I just need, I'm on a, like, I need, I need advice. I need help. I got to figure out how to like go to rehab for this because like, even though I've stopped simping, like this girl just knows that she's always fucking got, she's always fucking got me to fucking at the tip of her fingers to do whatever she wants to do. And I've always like worshiped the ground she walked on uh, because like she was so hot and she was like, the first hot girl that ever gave me attention when I started losing weight and I was still hadn't even lost that much. And it was just like, I'm always chasing this thing. She's like not only nice and fleeting moments. She's like the female version of a fuck boy. And it drives me fucking insane. And I'm going to talk about more shit like in future episodes, because this is like ongoing. 
unfortunately, like I still fucking text her back when she texts me. And the next day when she, when I'm like, okay, you talked about hanging out last night, let's go on a date. And she's like, oh, I don't remember that. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, this is still, this is my hell that I live in. And I will show you off camera what this girl looks like, because it's like a contentious debate point among my friends that um, I treat her like she's like the hottest girl in the world. She's really hot, I think. And my friends are like, dude, it's just you're blinded. She's mediocre. Like, just fucking move on, bro. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I can't move on because, like, I've never actually hooked up with her. And it's like I put so much time into it now. It's kind of like the Vietnam War. Like, why pull out now when you've already – it's like Vietnam. Like, why the fuck pull out now when you've already lost 50,000 American troops, you know? You've already done this much. You've come this far. You can't – Exactly. I've spent this much money so far. Like, fucking buying her food, drinks, you know, you fucking name it. Like, I fucking – simp for this girl and i'm like you know we've already lost fifty thousand american troops so i mean why fucking pull out of saigon right now um i gotta see this fucking horrible train wreck through to the end but uh that's my uh story and i will be telling more updates hopefully or maybe not hopefully maybe i finally just like get the nerve to block her again and never talk to her again but we'll see episode nine's been fun i'm sorry i talked a lot i talked really fast um about 40 milligrams of adderall hit me about 10 minutes in and I have talked nonstop, and Brian didn't really get to say much. I'm sorry, Brian. It's um, all good. Episode, episode nine's been fun. Brian's going to be right here. Uh, we're going to be bringing other co-hosts on too, possibly. We'll see. May do like a church revival thing and just see what works, see what doesn't. I uh, really missed you guys. It's going to be back after a year on the podcast. We are recording this podcast on May 24th, 2020. This podcast, like every other episode of the podcast, is sponsored by Applebee's. Uh, Applebee's eating good in the neighborhood. They sponsor the clothing. They sponsor the podcast. They um, take all my money, spend most of my money there. And the last thing, like Kiara said, if you want to buy a logged on podcast t shirt, you can DM Kiara at KeeksX7. I think it's two to three E's. I'll put her at in the episode description to be sure. But thank you guys, Brian. Thank you. Um, any, any last thoughts? Any last words? I'm, I finished off this white claw. It's horrible. That's all I say. <laughs> yeah. Now we'll see you guys next week. I'm excited to see what the next couple of weeks bring. Thanks, man. Um, it took me 50 minutes to just to finish this white cloth, sip by sip, and it was like Shrek's fucking. Uh, it was horrible. It's like Shrek's cum. Like that's like if, <laughs> that's what it tasted like. White claw. You're no longer sponsored by no longer the official seltzer of the Lockdown Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Love you guys. We'll see you sometime this week.